0: joining you live from our BNC studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. Don't let your business sales strategies fail you as we approach a looming recession. Guys, it's it's coming. So if you want to get your sales and prospecting strategies up to snuff, learn more by emailing me at brian at Consulting.com. All right, let's talk about taxation. We've here, you know, in the libertarian sphere, especially taxation. What is it? It's theft. But what if there was a possible middle ground that we can get some of the quote-unquote normies on board with? Well, I think we're going to have some luck with that today, because joining us, talking about the fair tax, Mike Saliba. Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, Mike. Thank you for joining us. Looking forward to digging into all things fair tax. Now, we did have Steve Hayes, uh, who uh, he knows all things uh, about fair tax on the show back mid-last year. Pretty much a, an intro into What is the fair tax? How does it work? Why is it different than our traditional income tax slash sales tax system? With that, though, if you could do us a favor, Mike, just kind of reintroduce the topic as you uh, introduce yourself here to the Brian Nichols Show audience.
1: Okay, so the basic rundown on the fair tax is, is a single point of sale consumption tax that's only on new goods and retail services. It replaces our existing income tax, including corporate income tax, personal income tax, Uh, gift tax, estate tax, social security tax, Medicare tax, and completely replaces the IRS and calls for the abolishment of the 16th Amendment that allows direct taxation to exist in our Constitution, which had previously not been allowed. Um, And if you want to keep it revenue neutral, meaning the government uh, still collects the same amount of money that is collecting now from all those other sources of taxation, it's 23% of every dollar you spend on new goods and services will end up going to uh, the federal government. But that's actually not so bad since as of right now, about 22% of everything you spend uh, goes to either the federal government or the cost of complying with the federal government.
0: Mike do us a favor break down those numbers so 22% currently is that counting so is this apples to apples comparison of the 23% or is it actually going to be
1: less pain because we're not paying in other areas it's it's exactly it's less pain because that 22% doesn't all get collected by the government but it goes to the cost of filing with the government complying with the government Um, everything you buy every step of the way gets that tacked on for instance Just an example, I used to work for an energy drink company. We made a little energy shot. We made everything. We had an accountant. We paid corporate taxes, payroll taxes. Mm -hmm. But one company made our label. One company made the bottle. One company made the cap. One company made the food dye. One company made the flavors. One company made the supplements inside. All of those pay corporate taxes. All those collect their employees payroll taxes and all of those people hire cpas to do it for them either you know as third-party resources or as employees in their companies um pretty much because our existing tax code is over 160,000 pages we spend about 800 billion dollars a year just to comply with it and do the labor of filing it <laughs> With the fair tax, any of those other background companies would not pay any taxes because they're just doing business-to-business transactions. Like They're selling us the cap. They're selling us the label. They're selling us the ingredients. We're selling it to the distributor who sells it to the grocery store. And the grocery store, when you buy it, is the only entity that even collects tax to send to the government. And it's just they set their register so that 23% gets stowed away for the government. And that's it. That's the only level at which uh, taxes are collected.
0: So this sounds kind of, I don't know, like a common sense middle ground, but I'm sure there must be some objections because, well, we don't have it yet. So talk to us about what you're hearing. You're going out there talking to people both on the left and the right. I mean, I'm sure there's been mixed feedback. What would you uh, say are some of the top concerns you're hearing?
1: So that's the best thing about the fair tax. It was first introduced into Congress in 1999. But the most important thing to know right now is it's finally coming for the first time to a vote on the floor of the House sometime this summer. So even though it's been in committee for 24 years, um, that has given it the time to be the most researched bill in Congress, including dozens and dozens of independent studies showing the effectiveness and benefits of the sales tax. So just the background on me. I was a libertarian candidate for Congress in my district. Um, and i spent a lot of my campaigning just knocking on doors. Um, and I pretty much only knocked on doors in areas where in past elections, I got up above like the 6% mark, but okay, that's high for a libertarian, but that means 94% of the people didn't vote for me, <laughs> right. which means they voted probably for a Republican or a Democrat. And, So when I uh, was, you know, knocking on the door, somebody would answer, somebody was either a Republican or a Democrat. And because of the bipartisan nature of the sales tax, when it was introduced in 1999, it had equal number of Republican and Democrat co-sponsors. Wow. So there is something for every Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, and Independent in it. And sometimes that would automatically present itself. So let's say I knock on the door, it's a Republican. The Republican asked me what my border policy is. I'm a libertarian. I probably don't have the same border policy as he does. But I say, oh, but I support the fair tax. And with the fair tax, since all taxation is collected at the cash register when you buy things, there is no tax advantage to coming into the country under uh, without documentation. That is one of the main reasons why you would want to come to America uh, without documentation, because once you get the documentation, you start getting money taken out of your paycheck. Right. But for him, he actually really liked that. Uh, You know, I think somebody who is concerned about people coming in over the border, they always say, well, they're using our system, but they're not paying for it under the fair tax. They're actually paying higher because they don't get a monthly prebate check that everybody with a social security number or Employer ID num- employee ID number will get to offset all um, poverty level taxation. So it actually creates a financial incentive for anybody coming to this country to do so above the board. Uh, another thing I got several times, I was going out with standard libertarian party uh, door hangers and it mentions privatized social security. Democrats, not a fan, um, but guess what? I support the fair tax. And because the fair tax collects the same amount from everybody, what we have now, social security, only employees pay into the social security fund, and it gets capped at a certain level. People who live off of trust funds don't pay into social security. People who live off of capital gains don't pay into social security. People who just uh, they're the owner of their business don't necessarily pay into Social Security past what they might be paying themselves out on a paycheck whereas under the fair tax everybody pays into the Social Security um, and the number of people who pay into it increases and it is actually a pretty good stopgap measure I think most libertarians know that the Social Security trust fund will not will be underfunded and bankrupt pretty much within the next 11 years under the fair tax it gets a big new flush of money and gives us time to at least pay the people it was promised to, which even though I would like to privatize social security and kind of do away with the federal government aspect of it, there's people who've been paying into it their entire lives and we kind of need to make good on the contract we had with them for doing that. And the fair tax is something that does that. And now a word from our sponsors.
0: E-A-B-L-E-S. Ebles, remember that name, because if you suffer from chronic joint and muscle pain like me, then Ebles Broad Spectrum CBD Oil is your answer to your prayers. Ebles is truly a game changer in the natural alternatives to big pharma drugs, and yours truly can indeed vouch for the quality of Ebels. Having a herniated disc in my back, coupled with years of sports injuries, I was struggling to find something, anything to help manage my pain. That is, until Ebles. And right now, Ebles is offering a special discount to all members of the Brian Nichols show audience on all orders all you have to do is head to EBLS.com and use promo code tbns that's it discount applied again the code is tbns at checkout to start managing your pain today with the highest quality cbd on the market one more time that is code tbns at checkout yeah we have to have this kind of middle ground and this isn't to be squishy pragmatic No, none of those labels like this is to help make it possible right like i'll give you a real life example in my day job I will go down, sit with IT directors, chief information officers, CFOs, and we're we're walking through really intense cybersecurity, telecommunications, contact center solutions. And a lot of this stuff takes time, energy, and effort to switch over. I mean, if you're going from a legacy phone solution to a brand new hosted VoIP solution and you're integrating your contact center with all these brand new uh, fancy features and functionality... You think there's going to be a little bit of a you know a learning curve on behalf, not just of the people actually using the software, but now your customers, right? So to be able to migrate over to a new solution where it's not just ripping the bandaid off, but actually helping make sure that people are understanding it, they're seeing the value, but also that it's working, right? And, and I guess speaking to this incrementalist approach almost, this is that middle ground because it eliminates a lot of the concerns that I would say both the left And the right are often going to bring to the table here. And we're presenting things in a very cohesive but also common sense approach, Mike. And I think right there, that is where we have the most opportunity is entering into these conversations with common sense solutions. Because the other two parties, they're not having that conversation. They're more focused on the polarizing topics, like you mentioned, immigration or uh, social security. Like, let's talk about how to actually solve these problems. But that's the thing, not just talk now actually show that there is a viable alternative. So with that being said, where do you think stand? How is the fair tax currently moving through? And you said there's a vote coming up, but do we actually have any hope that this will go through in Congress? So right now,
1: um, you know, as you remember, there was the big fight for the Speaker of the House that led to a lot of backroom negotiations. Um, Somebody that I kind of always saw speaking into the ear was actually uh, Thomas Massey, um, Thomas Massey, Matt Gates, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are the kind of most notable co-signers of the current fair tax right now. It was weird when Marjorie Taylor Greene started supporting it. Cause I'm like, I agree with Marjorie Taylor Greene on something, but <laughs> uh, part of getting speaker uh, McCarthy speaker was that this has to come to the floor at some point. Uh, And we're predicting that to be in late summer. It started out as a bipartisan bill. It has only pretty much had Republican support for the last several years because Nancy Pelosi put out a memo to the Democrats that they were not to support this. But Nancy's not really calling the shots anymore. I'm sure she's still very influential within that caucus, but it's no longer a death sentence for a Democrat to say, hey, I think a bill that saves Social Security and lowers the cost of college tuition by 40% and untaxes the poor and makes Donald Trump pay more than $750 in taxes is a good thing i think we can pull a few democrats over it probably i don't know if it would pass this round but it would really put um a lot of the sitting congress people um on record as whether or not they've supported it let me give you another example Mm -hmm. in my last election the difference between the winner and the loser the republican and the democrat was sixteen hundred two votes but I got 3,500 votes. And so uh, John James in my district here in Michigan, the Republican, he could co-sign this. As a Republican, it's a little bit easier for you to co-sign this than a Democrat. But he knows he had a thin margin last time, and he wants to get reelected. And he needs to do something to steal some of Mike's votes if he wants a little bit more room. And one of the things he can do is co-sign the fair tax. Um and, you know, here in Michigan, we are kind of lucky to have the uh, only libertarian to serve in Congress as a libertarian, uh, Justin Amash. And he was at one of our past state conventions and he said something that I thought was really interesting. It was like, it only took five phone calls from our constituents for us to think something was important. Wow. So, right now, if you are listening to this, if you have a Republican representative in Congress or you have a Democrat, uh, representing you in congress get you and five of your friends four of your friends to call them up and say it's hr 25 the fair tax you can give them uh, anything you want for a republican or democrat i can provide tell them what it will do for you and why they need to co-sign on it and vote for it when it comes to the floor and if you're a libertarian i've heard all the tax. i'm a i'm i'm a radical Libertarian. Um, I'm a member of the Radical Caucus. I believe in a very, very small to no government. But Rothbard's button isn't going to be on the floor of Congress this summer. The fair tax is, and it eliminates the IRS and the income tax, something we've been trying to do since 1972.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Little steps in the right direction, right? Uh, Well, talk to us about when we're going out and reaching to some other voters. And I I think this is an approach I would recommend. I want to hear your perspective as a former candidate is. I, and I like the Scott Horton approach. You take on the left from the left and the right from the right. And you, you enter into those conversations with the emotional triggers that you know are going to get them to take action. So, Mike, what are you seeing as some of those emotional triggers that we can focus on and actually have success in getting our message to these different voters?
1: Oh, well, the big one I uh, for the Democrats, I also just mentioned Social Security. But also, yes, it does because of all the embedded taxes in uh, attending university the price of tuition. They want free tuition. Let me lower it by 40%. I can do that with the fair tax. Um, as far as Republicans are concerned, they're typically, uh, they think of themselves as the uh, small government. Um, and they're, Republicans are being really turned on to the weaponization of the alphabet boy type committees. Um, you know, we've seen back in 09, the Obama administration um, or the IRS under the Obama administration was found uh, to be targeting Tea Party organizations with audits. But you can do the same thing going back to Nixon, where people on Nixon's uh, enemies list were getting audited at a higher rate. Same thing goes, you can go back now to the Democrats. It's actually poor people who get audited at a five times higher rate than rich people. And it's actually people of color that are double that across the board. Um, You know, the IRS isn't just somebody who collects money, they collect information. During the Bush administration, uh, the Democrats were very much against uh, mass surveillance, but now the IRS wants to know every time you spend $600. (laughs) Um, Going back to uh, Republicans, it makes starting a small business so much easier, especially if your small business isn't necessarily even going to be uh, operating at the retail level. You never, never have to file taxes if you're not operating at the retail level. Um, if you are operating at the retail level, for instance, I own a retail business. I sell online. All I have to do to comply with federal taxation will be to set it so that 23% of my money just goes aside for taxes. There we go. I filed taxes. I didn't have to I didn't have to report who I spent money with. I didn't have to report my deductions, devaluations, this or that. I didn't have to comply with 160,000 pages of code. I had to comply with 130 pages of code.
0: 800 Is a billion dollars you said yes. spent on tax yeah that's that's insane for tax preparing Eight hundred billion dollars. Where could yeah. that money be invested, right? I mean, think about that from a just a, a person standpoint. If I gave you a billion dollars, right? Not even eight hundred billion dollars. What could you do with that? And think about the the amount of positive that can come from us getting rid of this added layer of bureaucracy, this added layer of really, I mean, it's it's infringement on our ability to live our lives, right? And and we have to start looking at it like that way. It's it's holding us back from taking. Opportunities or taking chances that we wouldn't otherwise be able to take. So, I guess you know that's my kind of final thoughts as we're going towards the tail end of the episode today. Mike, where do you kind of want to leave things as we uh, wrap things up with a nice bow here for the episode?
1: Um, if you want to learn more about the Fair Tax, check out fairtax.org. Since you're listening to the Brian Nichols Show, I already know you like podcasts. Check out Fair Tax Power Radio. They're on every week uh, as a podcast and terrestrial radio. They provide a lot of good information. If you want to learn more about the Libertarian Party, check out lp.org. And uh, Michigan is having our state convention on April 1st in Lansing. You can come. I'll have a lot of fair tax information there if you happen to live in uh, Michigan. And you can follow me at uh, Saliba. No, what's my website? Oh, gosh this is bad it's too far <laughs> after election season i'm uh elect mike saliba on facebook i'm at mike saliba 12 on twitter and i'm vote for my website
0: no worries mike well, we're gonna make it easy <laughs> for folks uh no they don't have to go through and we'll be writing that down we're gonna have it all in the show notes so folks if you're joining us here on the podcast version of the show which i know 99 percent of you are do me a favor click that artwork in the podcast catcher it's going to bring you over to the website where you are going to find today's episode the entire transcript from today's episode as uh, we mentioned all of my Mike's aforementioned links... Plus, and this is the most important part, you are going to find the video version of the show. Surprise! We have a video version, I know. Rumble, Odyssey, and YouTube. Just do me a favor, hit that subscribe button and little notification bell so you don't miss a single time we go live. And by the way, I have a question for you guys. What happened in 1971? Do you know? there's a lot of things that happened in 1971 and a lot of those things, not so good. So if you want to ask that question and get other people to get asking that question as well, head to briannickleshow.com forward slash shop and grab your What Happened in 1971 Shirt today. Use code TBNS for 10% off at checkout. And as we wrap things up here today, uh, we mentioned we had a great conversation with Steve Hayes, also talking all things with the Fair Tax. So if you're joining us here on the YouTube version of the show, we're going to continue the conversation right there. The video should be popping up uh, right about here. So do me a favor, click that link. We'll see you over there. But otherwise, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Mike Saliba. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at bnicholsliberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to the Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support.